0: Our stories as told by us, and may cause some triggers. Names are left out to protect privacy of all parties involved. We do not own the rights to any music in our podcast. And we are not responsible for any distress or damage caused by our podcast, as that is not our intent.
1: All right, all right. We are back. Erica here with Miss Danielle and... A little recap from the last episode um danielle was kind of getting into um her past relationship and um most recent i was it most recent most recent instance with um abuse yeah and this one was
0: like the major relationship of physical and sexual abuse
1: okay So if you want to continue on with, with your journey there, I think we left off with you, um, getting to the point where maybe you guys were getting a lot more serious. I know he was still, um, living with a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. And, um,
0: I think I mentioned the first two episodes that happened, um, the pop can was one of them. And then with the resume situation and then him having a guy's then out at a strip club and, um, the first, I guess you could say choking situation. Um, but then we were definitely getting more, um, advanced in our relationship together. Um, at this point, like we were engaged, we still weren't living together, Um, which came very shortly after that incident, his roommate decided, Hey, listen, like, I am wanting to save money. I'm going to move out of here. And as I mentioned, like he didn't pay rent. Um, so it was basically, they were going to be done with their lease lease. Okay. Um, so, of course, since we were so far in our relationship, it's, well, move in I, with me. Yeah, move in with me. I'm, I'm going to be more than happy to have you there all the time. Instead of basically when I was kid free, I was living at his place with his, him and his roommate. And then when I had my son, it was staying at my place. So I felt like I was living in two different houses.
1: Can can I stop and ask a question? Um, had he met your children, or was he staying there with you when you were kind of, I guess you can say, in mom mode?
0: Um, yeah, at this point, he definitely already met my children because of the fact that we were friends.
1: Okay, okay. And so he was around yeah. them prior. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I mean, and then we played softball. Okay. So our kids already... I, he already knew my kids before we were in a relationship um, but then obviously it took a certain point in our relationship to say okay we are actually serious it's now just not a friendship mm-hmm. um, and that was before we were living with each other which it was nice like not living with each other because I, even though it wasn't allowed Um, I always thought of it as, well, I have my place and you have yours. So if we get into arguments or have a disagreement, I have my place, you have your place. Mm -hmm. Um, but that chapter was definitely closing. So he of course moved in with me and things seemed to be pretty good, um, for a few months of us living together. Um, up until there was a incense softball and they do drink and drowns. So of course, it was a drinking situation. We I actually would help to like host the drink and drowns and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bar that I was would work at. Um, so we did the drink and drowns. Um, had a great time and nothing like major happened there. I did find out though there, somebody slipped up and was saying like how great it is to see him in a good relationship and be with the awesome girl. And they're glad that to see him doing better in life. Um, and I, it kind of took me off guard, but this person slipped up by seeing, uh, incense in his past, re- one of his past relationships on him and this girl that he was with getting into arguments and them getting physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and he
1: never he, shared that with you.
0: No. Okay. No, I had no idea about this. Um, and I didn't ever like mention it to him again mm-hmm. or anything, but it was told. To you, to me, with him standing there. Um, The only incident that was ever told to me with any of his prior girlfriends was one that he couldn't really hide because it landed him in jail. Um, That was his, I think it was actually his third or fourth time being in jail, Um, which I didn't know. I thought that was his first time being in jail and apparently with this girl she was crazy and she made up some lie oh, they're always crazy the yeah. girls before you are always crazy yeah
1: yeah all all just of like them. you're crazy right yeah. no no
0: yeah. Um, and he apparently like lifted her off the ground by choking her breaking a bed a whole bunch of stuff i apparently the charges were dropped so, because she apparently made up the story, that's the that's the version you got. I did get that version at okay. first. Okay. Um, later on, I find out that uh, the version v- version that he told me was a- twisted a little bit mm-hmm. when I got to hear really what happens. Um, so this is. Really, the first time it's being brought to my attention of an instance from somebody else seeing him with a previous girl getting and him getting physical and it being an unhealthy relationship. Um, and of course, that girl was also a pill head and everything else. Hmm. So, um, but that night we get home after the drinking and drowns and having a wonderful time together, um, he ended up, I'm not even sure what triggered him. I kind of have that, I think it's just like blocked out.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Um, Totally get it. <laughs> and I was actually told by a counselor, like that's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that I had a fan that sat beside the bed. It was like one of those large tower fans and um, he picked that up and threw it across the room, choked me, hit me. And somebody ended up calling the police. It definitely was not me. It was like s- some neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and upstairs of my home used to get really hot. So I would have like the windows open. Um, and it, it was like still winter. I mean, it was February. Um, When that incident happened and the cops show up and my bedroom door is even broken. Okay. Mm -hmm. The cops show up and I was told basically get in the bathroom. I had a master bath off to my master bedroom. Get in the bathroom. Don't say a word. Don't get me in trouble. I'll lose, you know, rights to my kids. Um, He dangled that in front of my face a lot. Mm-hmm. um he was trying to earn rights to his kids and hopefully even getting full custody of his children um so of course i'm like crying hysterically and scared and shaking and he opened the front door i was in my master be- bathroom um, and you cannot see my master bathroom from the master bedroom door. An officer came up and asked me like just talking to me from the door and you can see my room is destroyed and the fans like across the room, but he just asked, he's like, you know, Danielle, are are you okay? And I'm crying hysterically and I'm like, "Yes. Okay, I, I you safe." Yes, as I'm crying. He does not see me, and I guess there was a female officer there, and she plays an important role in my story. Um, but never made
1: physical or eye contact. So this person invites the police in, or they just come in. Yeah, he uh, he willingly opened the front door and let him come in and they come mm-hmm. directly to where you are and ask you if you're okay through the door. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, through the door. Never made any kind of eye contact with me. I was obeying him and also scared. Like I didn't, I loved him. I didn't, I didn't want him to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to lose any rights to his kids. And basically we had to make it like some kind of misunderstanding. There was officers downstairs talking to him. Um, the officers end up leaving once again, thank you so much. And I'm so sorry. And I love you so much. And it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. Okay. So of course we're in the cycle of it's not happening. A little arguments would happen here and there. Um, but nothing major. Everything seems to go right back to great. Um, and a few months passed. It was um, in May. There was a point, uh, or April, I guess, was this one. Yeah, April. And there was an incense. No, once again, not sure what happens, but it was more or less I'm gonna walk away and I'm gonna go upstairs and just take a bath and give you some space. And as I was walking up the stairs, grabbed my leg. I fell down the steps. He was choking me, banging my head against the steps. I actually, um, went out. Like I was, he knocked you out. Yeah. He knocked me out. I was unconscious. Um, and when I came to back to consciousness, he had me laying on my couch and on my couch, I had a, part of it. It's a, was a sectional and part of the couch had like a lounge mm-hmm. basically and I was
1: on the lounge parts and he was actually having sex with me. So you came to consciousness with this man on top of you. Yeah. After choking you and banging your head on the steps and making you unconscious and was just having his way.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Disgusting. Uh, Very disgusting. And the look in
0: his eye when obviously I'm coming to, when I look up, it's his face that I see and just like what, like what's happening. And it was almost like he got pleasure out of it. And, um, I don't even know what was said afterwards. I just know it was like, to me, what, what happened? And did I give you any reason to think that I would want to have sex with you? I was unconscious mm-hmm. from you knocking me out, but I was too scared to even say anything. Of course you were. To him. Um, and then about a month later, it happens where I, it was a rainy day actually. So he didn't have work that day. I did. And I, uh, get home from work and I had a migraine all day and I get home from work and I was like, Hey, do, do we have any Tylenol, like extra strength Tylenol? And, um, he was instantly in a bad mood instantly. And he was like, no, um, but I'll go get you some But I could tell like he was in a bad mood and I I don't want to add. You don't want to add to it. Yeah. So it was more or less like, no, it's okay. I'll just, I'll go up and get myself some. And that caused him to become angry at me because I was going to just run up to the store. It was probably four minutes away. Um, Or I could have went to CVS, which was a minute. Um, so no big deal, I thought, but that actually triggered him to the point of him once again when I was trying to walk out the door, it was he pretty much shut the front door, had me by the throat, banging my head on the door, which was metal, choking me. Um, he even ripped my shirts and I believe that he was going to once again force himself on me. Um, I can't even tell you the words that he was saying to me, but I, was he drunk? He, at this point he was always drunk. Okay. So yeah. And, um, at this point too, I noticed a pattern of him using pills as well. Um, he would say like he was in pain from softball and there would be people that would give him pain pills. And then um, he would complain about pain and his uh, family, uh, some family members would actually give them nerve pills that are now considered a narcotic in some States. So he was abusing pills And drinking while taking pills, which, as everybody knows, is a huge no-no.
1: Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever, like, know when this was going to happen? Or was it, like, a snapping point? Like, at this point, the amount of times you've told me that he's just snapped. Like, did you ever see it coming?
0: Not really. But, like, so I started noticing his face would definitely just change. Like, the color of his eyes, eyes everything. Mm, it was just, like, I was dark. looking into somebody else. Yeah. Like, I, I know what you mean. And he would joke a lot and say, like, he was the son of the devil. Oh, gosh. And I really felt like I was looking at the devil. devil. Hmm. Um. I ended up getting out um, that night. Um, and I drove up the street just a little bit, not even a mile away. Um, and I messaged his mom Mm -hmm. at this point. Like, I love this man and we need to get him help. He needs help. I didn't, I didn't want anybody else to know. Mm -hmm. Um, one I'm ashamed and two, I don't want him to be in trouble. I just wanted, you know, to know, like, has this been a problem before? And you're his mom. Like, can, can we get him some kind of help? Mm-hmm. Um, we got to get his anger under control. Um, and I sent her pictures as well. I talked to her, um, for a little bit, uh, that night he threatened to kill himself. He told me that he was going to walk into traffic and because apparently he was out looking for me, um, which I was not there. Very far. I, I, mean, I wasn't very far though. Um, but I really wasn't sure, like, you know, is, is this man really going to walk out in front of a car or... So you went back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely went back and was
1: more concerned... For him. ...with his mental mindset... Than even you. It yeah. was like, it was like a complete shift. Yeah. Back to him. Yeah. Wow. Um... Amazing. So, basically, it was
0: at this point his mom knew um, actually went the next t- day I believe um, I knew I had a concussion like my vision was very blurred I was very nauseous um, getting on the shower the next day to tilt my head to wrap a towel mm-hmm. on, on my hair um, I felt like I was falling and it made me really sick um, I actually told, um, my work cause they were asking me if I was okay that I just seemed off. Um, I was like, yeah, I got hit in the back of my head by a softball and I actually had a big bump on the back of my head. Um, and so like I, I started lying to people yeah. then and I went into court and had to sign my divorce papers at that time Um, couldn't even really see the line like because my vision was so blurred Um, and I never had a concussion like that ever Um, and of course you can't go to the doctor and make sure that you're alright well you should but obviously you were fearful right to do so yeah yeah definitely don't let somebody scare you go and seek medical treatments um, they are
1: plus, plus let me just add in here if you do end up taking your abuser to court I mean evidence is everything yeah. and a lot of women make the mistake of not documenting things that they should document mm-hmm. and I know it's scary okay but you need to document everything and medical records would really hold up in court yeah. against your abuser
0: yeah yeah. they Very definitely important. use, use yes. uh, medical records and stuff um, to prove and uh, hospitals or doctor's offices, like even if your partner is with you when you go to make sure you don't say anything, uh, they're trained to be able to see the signs yeah. of what's going on. Um, so it's really important to go ahead and seek that medical attention. Um, but then, you know, obviously I let his mom know everything so come July, she was asking if I was okay. I think it was July or maybe the end of May or something. Um, she she said, she sent me a message on Facebook and I actually still have the messages because I got to the point where I felt like I needed to save everything. Um. To show basically, I'm not crazy. Um, But making anything up. Or making anything up. And (laughs) it's a good thing because this stuff has actually helped me in several different occasions since our relationship ended. Um, But she asked me, Danielle, the last photo is very pretty, but it's given me the vibe. Something was wrong that day. Has he done anything abusive? Please do not let him speak down to you or physically abuse you. I am worried. And she said, mama. And then she, a little bit later comments, like she, um, was praying that he gets some counseling as well. Um, and then she did say like, she talked to him and she just wants to make sure that I was okay. Um, so at this point, like his mom is very involved knowing what's going on. And to me now, I didn't think then like, okay, this is a red flag. Like your mom knows exactly what is going on without me even saying anything. Um, But now it's, as I read that, it's like, why wasn't this another red flag?
1: Well, not only that, but like as his, as his mother. Yeah. Like all she did was just ask if you're okay. Like, Oh, I talked to him. Are you okay? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it, right? And um,
0: praying that he gets counseling, yeah. like yeah. let's you know do something here. Let's, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm reaching out how, to you.
1: How was his relationship with his mom? Like, did he ever tell you if it was good? Like, how did you feel when they were around each other? Do you know if his mother went through any type of abuse? So yeah, his um,
0: mom actually talked to me a lot about um, she was in an abusive relationship with his biological father. Oh, so that's where he learned it from. Well, he was just a baby though. Mm. And she snuck out, I think, in the middle of the night with him in his pumpkin seat. Like, you know, little
1: carriers. Yeah, he was really little. Okay, so he never actually witnessed anything. Right, and he
0: loved his mom.
1: Like, I
0: thought it was fine, but then he would complain like, oh my gosh, she's on my nerves, and this and that. And then anytime there was a court hearing, because like I said, like we were going to court, Um, I was paying for his attorney. Of course um, you were. To get rights to his children, and hopefully... Um, full custody because I thought that was what would be best for his kids mm-hmm. um, and um, it would always cause an argument like I am a person that I get like I don't want to be late for especially court um, but i so like I would wake him up in the morning and as he was getting ready it seemed like it would take him longer to get ready those mornings and I'm like Oh, honey, like, we got to be leaving here in like 20 minutes. Okay. And we would obviously drive to the court, but the whole entire time, like he was yelling at me and then saying like he can't handle his mom. And this is just all making him really anxious and, and stuff. So it was, I was scared to even speak to him. And I don't know what happened to his vehicle, at this point, like he had it when he had a roommate, and the next thing you know, when he was moving in with me, he didn't have his vehicle. I don't know what happened to it, but we only had my car at this time. So, like, if he had work the same days that I would have to work, he would, I would drop him off to his work before, mm-hmm. um, and I would pick him up every night from work or if he, if I didn't have work, he would just use my vehicle. Um, so for court, like obviously one, I wanted to be there to support him. Um, but he was using my vehicle. So we would go together. Um, so yeah, his mom's actually was, she, she was the only person that I really reached out to on this. Um, and then the, We had another drink and drowns in July. Um, But this one, um, I was kind of like with some of the softball players that were there. We all planned on going uh, canoeing the next day anyways. So I was just like, hey, yeah, like you guys have been drinking. And at this point, too, at this drink and drown, like I didn't even want to drink. Like he had me so turned off by alcohol from all of his usage. Um, I told all the guys like, yeah, you guys have been drinking like literally my street, my, you know, house and streets just cut not even a half a mile away. Like we can even walk, like leave our cars here and even walk home. Um, but why don't you guys stay the night with me? That way we all arrive at the canoe shop and I end up pulling two of the guys aside and, telling them why I was so afraid. And I let them know, like, listen, like, I I just don't want to go home with him alone tonight because last drink, the drinking round, um, the police got called to my house because he started getting physically abusive with me. He's physically abusive. And these are his friends, um, that we had together and so, yeah, they were just like, yeah, no, I'll, um, yeah, I'll spend the night at your house. No problem. Like we won't allow anything to happen. And they really did spend the night in my house and nothing happened. It was a nice smooth evening. Um, and he actually got, you know, passed out. <laughs> um, the next day we went canoeing. It was a great time. So once again, I'm thinking everything's great um and then we uh in uh in August having another thing he actually uh, got to see his children so that was um a very exciting time and at this point I was the one that was making the most money I was I always like was the breadwinner yeah Um, but I was getting paid, um, the day that was set up for him to see his children. Okay. And so of course we wanted to do something special. Um, I rushed to get off. He, you know, so I could get him, pick him up and rush to get his two kids. Um, we take them to scene 75. A great time with them. Um, and afterwards it was, Hey, I got to run into the store real quick just to grab some stuff for like you to pack for lunch, me to pack for lunch, some breakfast stuff, no big deal. And I did while he dropped his children off. He basically dropped me off at the store. And when he came through to pick me back up I mean I was standing there for a minute waiting on him Mm -hmm. Um, he was like hey let's go get a celebrated drink and so we did like we ended up at Applebee's no big deal I thought it was going to be one I actually didn't even drink until Mm -hmm. like we were sitting there for a while and by this time he's already had three and I was like can I please just have one um, Miller Lite and she's like, yeah, no problem. And um, when we're leaving there, it was, oh, I'm not done for the night. Okay, well, I got to get up at like 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But of course, well, we're only going to stop in and have one. Okay. Um no, we, we stopped in uh, the bar that was up the street, like, literally walking distance from my house. And um, he got wasted, and he got, like, really nasty with the bartender mm-hmm. as well, and it made her very uncomfortable. So, at this point in time, like, people are starting to notice it in public. Like, it's not just behind closed doors. People yeah, are... His- his mask is falling down, as yeah. I like to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, people are noticing it in pictures. Like, that's a pretty picture, but I just can't seem to notice something was off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by going into work, people are noticing something's wrong with me, and I have to lie and say, you know, yeah, a softball hit me. Yeah. Um, so we... Basically he makes a scene uh this place. I um you were there when he made the scene? Yeah, yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think I had a drink up there and I only had one at uh, Applebee's. Um, and we get in and I'm carrying my grocery bag in. Um, or I'm turning around. We're still in the car, and I turn around and grab the grocery bag. And I also had, we always left with a styrofoam cup of water or soda. And, um, I actually asked him like, Hey, you know, can you grab my cup for me? And he, something triggered him. And also he was on the phone with one of his buddies, um, For some reason, one of his buddies actually butt dialed on me He said, but long story short, um, he grabbed my styrofoam cup, angry, and poked a hole in it and threw it, and I was just like, oh, wow, okay, what's going on here? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, walk inside and I have I want to say three bags from the grocery store like granola bars salad um, just some lunch stuff and snacks too um, and I go in and set it on my stove top and it wasn't one of those stoves that had like the glass cover it was actually one of the old school ones where it had the metal like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay so um, I set the bags down and the box of granola bars in the back fell over. And it caused him to freak out on me, um, grabbing me by the throat. What? Again, bent me over, like pushed me up against my head, as on basically pushed against the top cabinets at this point. And I'm like bent backwards. Um, Still today, I will not set groceries on the stove. And I was ex- trying to explain to him, like, I wasn't giving you any kind of attitude. I'm sorry that, you know, it seemed like that. The the granola bars that's fell. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Like, that's just absolutely ridiculous that you would even have to say that you're sorry for a box of granola bars falling Falling. over and making a noise. Yeah. And, but he took it as
0: I slammed Slammed it down, slammed it down. Um, I had a back door in my kitchen. So once he was not choking me and stuff, my flight or flight or fight, uh, mode was, I got to run out this back door. Um, which that wasn't my first time running out the back door to get away from him. There was people that were, would be at my house that would witness it and I would go out the back door and hide. Um, so this was one of those times. And then, um, as I mentioned to just you, that my phone is like a security thing. Mm -hmm. So my phone is always in my hand or on me. Um, and I still in that way just because I don't know if I'm going to have to take out take off uh i i'm in a safe relationship now but then it was always have your phone mm-hmm. um he would start texting me though and was when apologizing and let's just sleep let's you know all this other stuff and i told him okay i finally i was like it was raining and stuff um, I told him that is fine. I'm going to come home, but if you can please just sleep on the couch for the night, I have to get up at three 30 in the morning to be at work. I don't want to argue with you. All right. I love you too. Let it, let it, let it go. Just please sleep on the couch. So I come in and the front door, I actually did it didn't pay any attention. I'm thinking like, I just asked for him to sleep on the couch. He's he'll listen. Right. Yeah. It'll be done. It'll be over. Um, No, I walk upstairs straight upstairs because when you walk in my front door, that was the first thing you saw. So I go straight upstairs and I take the corner to go into my master bedroom. Mm -hmm. And he was standing there and just grabbed me by my As soon as you walked in. Yep. As soon as I got to the top of the steps. Oh, my God. Just grabbed me by my throat, slammed me down on the bed, started, like, trying to rip my clothes off. I, at this point, am, like, screaming for help. He's punching me in my face. Um, he put his hands over my mouth when I started screaming for help and started biting my cheek. He is trying to, at this point have sex with me, have intercourse. And, um, I ended up getting like pushing him off a little bit, like putting my arm in between me and him. Mm -hmm. And he's still hitting me and screaming at me. Don't exactly know what happened. Like he got off me. And then I remember going into my bathroom, looking in the mirror and seeing my face and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to have to, I, I got, I got to explain this to my work here in a couple hours. And he was like, you're, you're leaving me. Aren't you? I was like, honestly, I said, I think that it is best if you just move out of my house. Like I love you, but this just, We can't keep living like this. And now I'm really thinking of something to tell my work because I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't know what of that triggered him, but he once again grabs me by my throat and is banging my head against the um, bathroom wall. And I just remember... And I'm being strangled where I can't breathe. And in my mind, I'm like, this is it. This is it. Nikki's going to kill me. Yeah. And I was like, just concentrate on your breathing. And I remember saying uh, my three kids' names, like their name and taking a breath. So it'd be like Elijah. And I would breathe. Awesome. Awesome. And I would try to breathe. But at some point, I was unconscious. And um, I think he let go. And at another point, I remember him um, once again choking me, but taking, like, basically the side of my neck and head and banging it against the bathroom, like, bathtub. The, the ledge of the bathtub mm-hmm. and banging it and i think i lost count at five or six because i was trying to just
1: survive obviously right
0: right um jeez oh, so i woke up on the grounds of the bathroom okay so i left you there And he was, yes, he definitely left me there. And my head was in between the bathtub and the Mm toilets. And he was on my phone and I recall him on the phone with his mom, on speaker, say, Mom, I'm done. I'm going to jail. I, I'm done. And I remember... A little bit of their conversation. Bits and pieces, probably. And he already had a towel on my head mm-hmm. with pressure, trying to stop bleeding. Um, and he's like, You're not looking at what I'm looking at. And she was telling him basically, don't let her call the cops.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry,
0: but are yeah. you
1: fucking kidding me? Yep. Yeah,
0: do not let her call the cops. It'll be okay. We'll take care of her. And by this point, like, I'm becoming more and more cautious where he's, like, smacking me even in the face, like. Trying to make sure you're alive, basically. Yeah. Like, it, you could tell, like, he was scared. And um, I remember him helping me set up and just blood dripping. And I, I don't even know, like for me at that time, like I didn't even know where it was coming from. Um, and she, I remember his mom saying, go down, get her um, some caffeine, get coffee, get tea, get anything with caffeine and it, it's going to be okay. We'll, we're going to take care of this. We'll, we'll take care of her. Nothing's you aren't going to jail. You aren't done. And He um, came up with a knife threatening to kill me and then kill himself. So we're both
1: dead. Um, Were you even saying anything at this point? Or you were just sitting there like in complete shock of like, what the hell just happened? I
0: was definitely not saying anything. Mm -hmm. Um, His mom asked to talk to me. At one point, uh, I remember her saying, "Don't even let her leave the bathroom." And she asked to talk to me at some points. And he did. He went downstairs for something. I don't know what's um, because at this point, like there was already a knife situation. She already told him get, it might have been to get me like coffee or tea. I don't know.
1: Yeah, because
0: that's gonna help. That's the situation. gonna help the
1: situation.
0: <laughs> um. And basically, that's when that whole flight or fight kicked in. Finally kicked in and you're like, I right, to yeah, get the fuck out of here. I knew I had to get out. But not only in that, what was smart is he handed me my cell phone because his mom was wanting to talk to him. Right. I don't know where his phone was at this time. Um, but I knew I couldn't text anybody because he, was, see that. he can see that. But I went into my Snapchat and at this point, it's like early morning, like 3 30, 4 o'clock. I don't even know. 3 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, okay, somebody's gonna be getting up soon. And I'm sending Snapchat pictures of myself. Please call 911 help to everybody that I knew. How that smart. Knew my out. address, was getting up early. And um actually I I remember even still being on the phone with her and sending all those and then exiting out really quick. And, um, I did, he came back up and I begged him, please, please let me just go downstairs. And he said he allowed me, he, he allowed me to, and he helped me go downstairs. Yeah. And I wasn't sure even where my car keys were at this time. Mm hmm but i knew i had to get out i'm not going out the back door because that's going to be the longest way i got to get my car keys and get the fuck out basically and luckily enough he was walking ahead of me and i see my car keys on the floor and i grabbed them and as quick as i could grabbed them and enough time to get out the front door and i'm running and get in my car and lock my car doors by this time he's right there at my car and i just threw it in reverse and reversed out of the parking spot backed up a little bit he's grabbing my car handle on the driver's side and pounding the window and i'm like he's gonna break my window i i'm gonna be killed i just tried to escape and at that point i was like i don't even care if i run him over my life is more important than his. And I took off. I took off. Well, I didn't know that people start opening those Snapchats. Yeah. And pe- my ex-mother-in-law actually called 911. And a couple other people were calling 911. Thank God. At this point. I am driving. You don't even know
1: where. Where are you driving?
0: And I am calling my mom. Like, I, I just want like, mom, I'm going in and out of conscience, like blurred vision, everything. And I'm just thinking, I hope at this point I don't wreck my vehicle, but I hope a police officer pulls me over. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be like a gift at this point. Um, but I didn't get pulled over. I ended up parking in a parking lot. Um, my, Mom already knew that the police were on the way to my house, um, which was great, but I don't know how she knew. And her biggest concern was getting me to the hospital mm-hmm. at this point. And she had no idea how bad I was, but I I did arrive at the hospital um, and I wasn't, I don't even think I was in the emergency room. They put me in like middle of the hospital. Where I could get the care that was needed. Um, but they didn't want anybody showing up at the hospital looking for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember this woman police officer coming in. My, my door was shut to my room. A police officer came in and looked at me and said, are you done yet? And I was like, what? She goes, are you done she goes, I have been at your house multiple times for getting calls about a domestic disturbance. Are you done? And <laughs> I looked at her. I said, I'm done. And apparently, she was one of the officers that arrived that night. That night, that, and night seen that nobody's seen physically seen me bless her heart yes so she already kind of knew some of this stuff and that's when I learned that I was with a sociopath and he actually seeks me out by becoming my friends and being with me during some vulnerable moments of course he learned weaknesses he literally studied everything about me mm-hmm. what I wanted to hear what I didn't want to hear everything and she said it was all planned It was all, that's what being with a sociopath is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So that's how I escaped my physical abuse. Who got you to the hospital? I I think it was my mom, your mom. I think it was my mom. And
1: he got arrested that night.
0: Correct. Uh, there was actually a standoff. They were surrounded my house, um, with he wouldn't open the door. Um, they pinged his phone even. Um, And they knew he was still inside. Um, One of the officers called the female officer that was there with me and my mom and the doctor and nurse. And I gave permission for them to come get my house key. And they did. time they walked in, they actually found him um, scrubbing the bathroom floors, like the rugs. And there was a load of laundry going with the towels in it, they found a bottle of peroxide, and they took knives for evidence. And um, his story—he—he he was sick apparently, and was trying to get out of going to jail by using. I'm—I'm going to throw up. I'm sick. I—I I have no idea. Um, and they um, also he told me, and I think he did tell the officer as well, the officer told me, he told me that evening I was just like all the other women (sighs) and I deserved what I got and I deserved to die. So I don't know how many other women women there was, but I learned that there was about seven women that openly... Came out to me and told me about him afterwards. Yeah. So that's how I escaped my physical abusive and sexual abuse relationship with
1: him. And thank God that you did. Yes. Yes. Thank God that you did. So, yeah, he came less,
0: less than a half and half a centimeter from killing me. From
1: smashing my head into the bathtub. Jesus. Yep. Wow. So. Girl, I don't even know what to say. This is such an intense story. And I, you know, I've been friends with you for a while, but I haven't even, like, I'm hearing this story and it's completion for the first time that all of you are going to be hearing this story for the first time. And, um, you know, I just want to say that this is, this is really brave of you to, to tell all these details and um, I'm really proud of you.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they heard me take a huge sigh a breath, but I decided at that time um, during court that I needed to start speaking about the physical abuse. Um, And honestly, I hoped that when he went to prison that he would get help. Um, But I always fear of anybody he's with afterwards. But I just knew I had to take a vow of saving other women and well, other people um, from that kind of physical abuse that God literally saved me that night. I had an
1: angel with me, I believe um, to survive. Yeah. I also feel like maybe that, that female officer, you know, as much as some people would be like, "Oh, that's really harsh. What she said to you, you know, like, are you done? Like is, Do you think that that's really when it clicked into you, like completely, like okay, I'm done? Yes, that that was
0: huge. It was like a pivotal moment. Yeah. In fact, like even still, it gives me cold chills about her. The way just way she came in that room and was like, "Are you done?" It was powerful. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. well, so I think I, we might have went over our time a little bit. Um,
1: but that's okay. I yeah. mean, that's okay. Till next time. Yeah. Till tomorrow. Bye. So, if you or if you know someone who is struggling or is in a domestic violence situation, please reach out to the Domestic Violence Hotline. 800 799 or you can also send a text message to 741-741. Also, there are some resources. You can reach out to the Protected Battered Women RC on Facebook. Keep in mind, if you're having suicidal thoughts or you know someone that is, there is also a suicide hotline. That number is 800-273-8255.
0: I'm a-